1: Oh
2: my god boys my boys We rally my boys my boss boys around
3: Bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. All right, let's go. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike.
0: Oh boy, Mikey, it is week Seven in the National Football League. I hope you still have a chance at the playoffs, my man. Welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football. And as always, joined by the Big Blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky. Surely to God, you're not watching
1: uh, Big Blue oh, yeah. Madness
0: or whatever the hell they call that.
1: Yes, yes sir Scott, big blue madness oh. going on. Uh basketballs amping up but uh we got a lot of things to take care of in week 7, don't we Bob? 347-324-5404 four, four,
0: four is the number. We're actually going to open up the phone lines tonight and take calls. We haven't done that in a long time. Uh, the fantasy executive Corey Parsons is going to join us later to take some who do I start and he has some strong opinions. Uh, whether to buy or sell on DeMarco Murray. A lot of people think that, man, he's got all the carries he's had, all the success yep. he's had. Maybe it's time to sell high on DeMarco Murray. So we'll get the exec's take on that. And of course, the Percy Harvin trade that went down today for a mid round pick to the Jets. I mean, it, I don't even know if that's a story. He goes from useless to more useless, if, that, if that's even possible. Uh, Mike, what do you think about that trade? I've, I've heard it was related to anger management issues.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what to think about. It. You know, it just kind of boggles the mind, so to speak. Uh, anger management, whatever. But uh, you know, if, if both teams are, uh, you know, if they if they like the situation that they're in uh, with the trade, then uh, so be it.
0: This is the Red versus Blue show, sponsored by ScoutMedia.com. dot com. Scout dot com is now the owner operators of Toolbox dot com and Scout Fantasy. Uh, promotional code going on for the rest of this week if you want to see what Scout is all about and the membership benefits of Scout. Uh, go to ScoutFantasy.com, sign up for the one-month option as a Red versus Blue listener. Use the code REDBLUE3. You'll get three months for the price of one. REDBLUE3 will get you three months for the price of one. And look, and that will actually take care of you for the rest of of the fantasy season. So you'll get to hear uh, from all of our experts, Jim Day, Corey Parson, uh, Pilar Lostra, the FF girl, Liz Loza. We've got Dr. Roto. Uh, the cast keeps getting bigger and bigger every single week. And don't forget, if you play daily, uh, one of the best players in the world, Tommy G, uh, provides daily fantasy advice for you to cash. And stay cashing, as he likes to say, uh, at DraftKings and FanDuel. He's probably the best player in the world for baseball. Yeah for daily baseball, and one of the best for football. So really great to have him on the team and all the stars uh, at FF Toolbox and FFWC. I I call them stars because I love reading their content. I love hearing their opinions. Uh, They pour their hearts and souls into this stuff every single week. Uh, Larry Gold, Rusty Reeves, all the cast, uh, Rob Warner, Just the list is pretty large, man, for FF Toolbox to uh, have an opportunity to add such good talent now at Scout Fantasy. It's just the team's getting bigger and better every week.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Scott. And uh, you know what's uh, so much fun about those uh, daily contests is, uh, you know, you have a chance every week. Every week you have a chance, and uh, it makes it more fun. It makes it more fun. I mean, you might be, yeah, you know, you might be one in five coming into this week in your local league or whatever. Well, so what? Big deal. It's a new week.
0: You know, the Millionaire Maker is that contest over at DraftKings, and they went ahead and extended it, right? It was the first. It was it was supposed to be like a four, four times a year kind of thing, and uh, they went uh, ahead, and since they sold out in week five, they extended it to week six. I'm sorry, week four, week five, week six, and now again in week seven, uh, but they're only sitting at like 32,000 entries, so the overlay on that contest they need 92 to sell out so yeah they could get 60,000 I think they ended up with 85 last week so it wouldn't surprise me if they did a slight dip this week and finish somewhere around 80,000 that would I mean that would not surprise me at all because it's just kind of hard to keep it going you know it's it's it is really hard to keep it going with that many entries and plus it's a very top heavy contest I mean look I love the chance and the "Quote unquote dream of of hitting it big with the million dollar top prize. You got to have an absolute record week, a uh, week for the ages, and a ton of luck. You got to just throw some bullets, take you know, take some shots. Yeah. Put in a a Blake Bortles, Aaron Allen Robinson team. Uh, put in a Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jarius Wright team, or something. You know, just really throw team. some darts. Yeah. just throw some darts uh, because there there is no right or wrong strategy. I don't think at this point in those in that big millionaire maker. If you want to cash. Uh, you know, you got to take some shots and have some and and have some luck on your side. I mean, look, Jonathan Stewart yeah. has practiced all week. He's going to be starting, and he's like what thirty seven hundred. You can get a starting running back uh, for Jonathan Stewart, and most people would say, forget him, he's trash. But at that price, for dirt cheap like that, I mean, if he gets you a touchdown and a couple of catches, well worth the admission.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, as silly as it may sound, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but, uh, you know, throw a flyer at a defense that's going to get you 20, 25 points. I mean, you know, it's goofy stuff like that that uh, it'll give you a chance at a million bucks. So uh, why not take the chance and uh, just roll with it?
0: Shout out to everybody at the crew. uh, Some of the best minds in the world of high stakes fantasy football are in this chat room tonight. Uh, BSOL, Fantasy Taz, kicking bass, Henry Muto, uh, one of the big winners of six-figure payday in the past. So welcome to uh, Red vs Blue, and good to see you guys, as always uh, in the chat. And look, let's get right into the matchups. Uh, I don't, we're not really here to cover the news. Uh, if you are having issues in the chat, some somebody su- suggested hitting refresh. Maybe that'll clear up your audio issues. I hope we're not having. I hear you loud and clear, Mike. You hear me?
1: Yeah, perfectly.
0: Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about Big Blue Madness tonight. No 40 no claims.
1: You know, I, I am a little surprised. How about baseball? Even... Baseball? Baseball? You want to talk Royals, Giants, real quick?
0: Sorry about your Cardinals, man. Oh, those aren't your Cardinals. You're a Reds fan. No, no I... hell no. Look. They're not like Cardinals and Joe Dix. <laughs> yeah, no. No, you're, not. you're a Reds fan. No, but um, I'm surprised that, you know, I thought there was a lot of controversy about um, Big Blue Madness, you know, actually being on television and, it's on ESPN3, I believe, and ESPN U. But I- I'm yeah. surprised you guys even have ESPN down there in Brandenburg, dude. I mean, that's that's well, that's,
1: that's, that's Yeah,
2: that's we, a yeah we, we,
1: we did some lines. You know, we, we made it work. A bunch of us uh, country boys, uh, we made it work. And, uh, you know, we, we took hangers, the uh, – Yeah, yeah, we did that. And uh, Campbell's, you know, soup cans. And uh, we took our horses and uh, – we got all the lines uh set up, so it's it's sounding good, looking good too, looking like all number right. one uh, in the nation, actually,
0: oh God, here we go, uh look, we're not gonna talk Kentucky basketball. <laughs> we are gonna talk high stakes fantasy football if you have not played in the games uh at the f f w c and the fantasy football world championships, just listen in, sit back and enjoy the show. We do use blind bidding. Uh, we just had our waivers run a few minutes ago, so I'm sure that there will be some uh, uh, some Jermaine Kearse owners uh, newly appointed tonight, right? Uh, Kearse would be the, the hot pickup, I think, because of, because of the news. Maybe even a Paul Richardson. Take a flyer on a Paul Richardson, the rookie for Seattle. Uh, we have Wednesday night waivers and Friday night waivers in the FFWC, as you do in the FFPC and the NFFC. In the uh, RT Sports Championship, all of them we do the Wednesday and Friday night waivers, and that gives you two chances to add talent to your team. And uh, if if I had to take a guess, Mike, I would I would imagine that that since Baldwin is probably rostered everywhere, very likely, maybe he could have been dropped. Uh, that it yeah. would probably be Jermaine Pierce uh, would be the the main beneficiary of tonight's waivers. Yep, there's a fifty-seven dollar bid he won in one league, uh, sixty-six dollar bid for Doug Baldwin there. Oh, by the way, Jonas Gray is another name that uh, Belichick Gray. sprung on everybody. Look, uh, I picked him up in about a half a dozen leagues, I think, on Wednesday night just to take a flyer on him for dirt cheap while everybody else – because I knew I wasn't going to bid enough for James White. And, I, you know, I'm a Marine guy anyway. I have him everywhere, and finally he had a good game. Uh, yeah. But I saw that Jonas Gray got that work and not Ridley and James or James White. Now, not Ridley, I'm sorry um, – uh Brandon Bolden. And look, it might be fair Bolden. to say that look, you're you're not gonna throw Bolden into the fire. You know, you might give him another week to kinda get yeah. in going. So I wouldn't take and too I, much from the Jonas Gray. But that's Belichick for you man, in a nutshell. Jonas Gray, man.
1: Yeah. You know what, uh it was funny because uh, you know, I I, I like Brandon Bolden, uh I want to pick him up and then I got to thinking I'm 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 going, wow, Man, this is New England. This is New England. Do you really want to take a chance on taking anybody from New England? Because they spread it around so freaking much. They always do. They always have. They always will. Um, but that was a. I mean, what what a game uh, this week by uh, Ridley. I mean, I, I mean that was awesome.
0: I just looking at a bid in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Somebody bid four hundred fifty dollars on Doug Baldwin. Now I don't really understand that. In a dynasty league, yeah, if you didn't like Doug Baldwin before, why are you going to bid four fifty on him now? I mean, really, he that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because dynasty is more about long term value anyway. So I don't, right. I don't like if, that.
1: Well, but it's but it's a hot commodity that's uh, moving to a different team. But uh, let's face it. I mean, is Doug Baldwin increasing his value that much moving to that team? I I'm not sure he is.
0: Yeah, no, no. Jermaine Kearse again. Uh, the hot bid I'm looking at 139 here. Uh, there's some Preston Parker bids that still didn't get picked up. Doug uh, B., Doug Baldwin 75 bucks. Uh, Jermaine Kearse again 303 on Doug Baldwin. Yep, that's the kind of night it was. There's a Theo Riddick bid. You know, um, nothing, nothing out. It was, it was kind of a quiet uh, week for waivers, right? I mean, it was, it was kind of quiet. A lot of times I like to sit back and save my money and not really go crazy. I mean, I saw some Cecil Shorts guys got picked up this week for people that had passed on him. It was more about the Brandon Bolden, James White kind of thing. It was which one did you want? Did you want him? Did you want to go a little bit cheaper for Trey Mason, perhaps? You know, a lot of people bet on Trey Mason. And then you also had Jarvis Landry in Miami. Which of those guys you want to talk about first, Mike? Jarvis Landry, Trey Mason, which one of those guys?
1: You know what? I like to talk about uh, Jarvis Landry because it, okay. it seems like that uh, uh Ryan Tannehill and uh Jarvis Landry, they're uh they're immediately uh making a connection and you know, they're trying to open up that offense a little bit, uh little by little. But uh the bottom line is uh Jarvis Landry is showing the fact that when he's given the opportunity, he's gonna catch the ball. I mean when, when when the target is there, he's getting it and he's making, uh, uh, good routes. And, uh, you know, I just really, uh, I I love the way he's, uh, he's going about things.
0: There is an article that's up on scout com. members can enjoy it. It's a, it's a premium member article only, uh, from our good gal, Liz Loza, the FF girl. Uh, it was called week seven landing on Landry. And she talks about, how just a few seconds can alter years of a person's life sometimes. And Jarvis Landry at the NFL Combine, he pulled his right hammy while running the 40-yard dash, and it was just Mm -hmm. bad timing, right? But before that moment, the kid from LSU here, he was just as talented and sought after of his teammate Odell Beckham. Not as much, but he was pretty darn good. Uh, And Landry selected in the second round by the Dolphins. Beckham, obviously, a first-round pick by the Giants. But he, he was kind of under the radar and, and kind of laid low a little bit, and now finally getting his opportunity, and still early. Uh, prior to Gibson injuring his hamstring a couple of weeks ago, Landry and Gibson, they were receiving almost an equal amount of snaps. But when Gibson got sidelined, the rookie snaps increased by 34% from week four to week wow. six. The Dolphins had a buy on mm-hmm. week five. So now you're starting to see him get a little bit of uh, – uh, a flow here with Ryan Tannehill. Good article by Liz Loza. We- glad to have her here, and she wrote about Landry. So yeah, that's interesting. As for Trey Mason, there's not a lot to beat out there right now. We called Zach Stacy our bust of the year, and there's been several a bust, uh that you could pin your uh, hang your head right. on this year. Uh, not just Zach Stacy; he has been worthless to you so far, uh, but. Look, Benny Cunningham is there, but Trey Mason, actually, to me, he looks better than all of them, just on those little bit of carries. Now, he's going to have to that, – that team is in bad shape. Uh, Austin Davis yep. was throwing uh, Madden-like uh, long bombs. You know, that's what I do in Madden when I don't really know what I'm going to do and I can't get a pass <laughs> and I'm playing with the kids. I just launch it 50 yards down the field. That's what, that's what Austin Davis was doing, like, every, every time I thought the other night. Well, but, um, yeah, Trey Mason looks like he has some potential and, and definitely some dynasty value.
1: Yeah, but they were in that game. They were in that game. Uh, let's face it. Uh, so, the, I mean, they had opportunities against San Fran, but, uh, you know, it just uh, one thing after another. But uh, Trey Mason he kind of reminds me of Bishop Sankey a little bit. Uh, they're mm. both, you know, just kind of learning and learning and learning, and the more opportunities they get, the better they're getting. So uh, you know, I just I look at those two guys as kind of kind of same deal. Well, the
0: price on DraftKings has not uh, really done anything with Sankey. He's still a value if he can really get things going. Uh, Sankey is still cheap, thirty nine hundred bucks. Thirty nine hundred bucks. We're all still waiting, but he did have his season high end carries, which is what we were waiting for. Yep. Eighteen carries. He just didn't do much with him Against Jacksonville, you would have thought maybe he would do more than 61 and 3.4 yards a carry. Uh, and that right. was including a 22-yard run earlier in the game. So, man, I want to get behind the kid, and I, I want him to use him, but they, he doesn't yeah. catch the ball enough for me. I want a guy that's going to catch three, four, five balls. Uh, that This week, I'm looking at Reggie Bush. And I and I know it's a name that you're just kind of tired of hearing. It's like, oh, God, Reggie, do you really no. want Reggie? I think Revenge he could win game, a baby. Bucks this week. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing at home. He he plays well on the turf, not so much on the grass. You put him on the turf at home against his former team, and I think he could do. Uh, I think he could do pretty well there. And and look, his price, uh, forty eight hundred. There's 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 some guys in there. Look, Eddie Lacy, forty seven hundred. But do you really want Eddie Lacy? I don't.
1: Not right now. Not right
0: nope.
1: now. No. Not right now.
0: Okay, Mike, we got a lot to to get over. The exec uh, Corey Parson will join us. Um, but everybody in the chat room, uh, thanks for being there. Oakland, Arizona, t- this week. I mean, geez. Uh, but by the way, before I, before we get into the game matchups, I want to ask everybody's opinion in the chat room and you listeners at home. A dynasty question. I was I received a trade offer this week. I have Andre Holmes. I started him everywhere. I was flipping out last week when I benched right before kickoff, dude. This is how it happened. Right before kickoff, okay. I swapped out in the twelve fifty FFPC, right? Dynasty. I swapped out Torrey Smith. I got him out of my lineup, and I put in Andre Holmes. Now, for me, that was that was death row all over again because I had to sit there. Not Literally, the first score of the game was the Torrey Smith touchdown, right? And then the second score of the game was like the Torrey Smith second touchdown. So I'm sitting there all the entire 1 o'clock <laughs> games just totally depressed and annihilated that I made that switch. Now, luckily, it worked out for me because Andre Holmes actually outscored Torrey Smith but the whole day, your whole day was kinda of ruined, you know. Just your the funk was on, man, because Torrey did that. Flacco and Tory, what a freaking incredible stretch they had there. What do you make of that? Is that is that a sign of things to come for Flacco? I mean, is, I mean, I know he calls himself elite and all things, but he's playing Atlanta this week and, and you should really torch Atlanta. Everybody torches Atlanta.
1: Well, you know, Joe Flacco has has played uh extremely good football this year. I mean, they've dealt with uh uh the situation off the field and uh they've moved forward and I'm extremely impressed uh by the way uh Joe Flacco has been playing and uh and his receivers and their defense. Their defense has been fine. So uh it's 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 not uh it's not an anomaly man. I mean Joe Flacco is uh I hate to say it but he's pretty good.
0: Well I got sidetracked. I asked I was gonna tell you about the trade I was offered. So the trade I was offered was Yeah they wanted my Andre Holmes, and they were going to send back to me Reuben Randall. Now, I want everybody's opinion in the chat room. Andre Holmes or Ruben Randall, PR uh, Dynasty. It's a dynasty? PR
1: Dynasty. Yep. PTR okay. Dynasty.
0: Uh,
1: I would uh, – wow. I, I would take Randall. Uh, the only reason yeah. is because I, I can see that Andre Holmes being like a Jason Morrow. Uh Jason Morrow uh you know, I mean posted twenty something points last week, even though he's a rookie. Uh and then this week against New England didn't do much at all. Andre Holmes, he's in a difficult situation, very difficult yeah. situation.
0: Um, I want I want the feedback from the chat room, the crew, the best, but those are the those are the opinions I respect. Not that I don't respect yours, Mike, but look, I want I want to get the uh, feedback from the chat. I understand. And and, understand. and you know, look, the, the age difference also. Uh, did you know that Andre Holmes is tw- uh, is twenty six, and uh, Ruben Randall is yeah. only twenty three, still a young kid. So I, you know, yeah. Andre Holmes been a, bounced around a little bit, but um, I like him. I I, I drafted you him know, a couple he, places. but, You know, he and, has some definite deep ball kind of mentality, and, and it's a big play. Six four can jump up and go, go up and get it, but. uh I'm not going to tell you what I did until until I get some more opinions, but let me pull on 646 area code. I think that's our caller of the evening. 646, you with us?
2: Yes, sir. Fantasy executive, what's going on commission. What up, Mike? That would be Corey. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How's everything going, fellas? Good.
0: Glad to have you, man. Look, did you hear the dynasty question I asked you? I don't even know if you play. Do you play dynasty, Corey?
2: I'm, I'm, I I'm I do play in one dynasty league, um, with some guys from SiriusXM XM radio. That's the only dynasty league I'm in, but I would like to play more competitively in dynasty football. This is my first year doing a dynasty league, so looking to right. build that thing up pretty strong. Just lost Victor Cruz this past week and so far I'm been pretty good six and in that league, so I'm satisfied. So what did you do then, that.
0: Andre Holmes? Andre Holmes or Ruben Randall?
2: Well, that's a tough one right there, but you got to figure you got to like the situation that Ruben Randall comes in a little bit better. Not to mention the fact you said that Ruben Randall is 23 years old. I got draws older than Ruben Randall. That is amazing. Twenty three <laughs> years old in a prime situation in the New York Giants office playing with Eli Manning. Honestly speaking, we don't know what the future of Victor Cruz is. It's not an ACL tear. It's a tele tendon, career-threatening type that's injury. that will happen to Cruz. No, it is a bad injury, so... This is a guy that comes into a situation for the next two years where you keep probably his giants number one option, you know O'Dell Beckham will be in the mix also. But I think I'll hold on to Randall even though I'm not a big Randall guy, but he is in the he gets the opportunity now where he's in a prime situation to he gets a ton of targets. So I would give a slight bump to Randall but Andre Holmes is an excellent football player.
0: Yeah, interactive fantasy football in the chat room says, Let's be real, Holmes is a Raider and that was the consensus of the uh the club veneer gang that I hung out with last night, they say, come on, dude, you're talking about a Raider. They're t- they're totally cursed, but I feel like the Raiders could turn things around with Derek Carr and Andre Holmes. I mean, that's the start of, a, of a, that's a couple of building blocks that they've needed for a long, long time that we haven't seen in Oakland in a long time. And Ruben has the pedigree, right? I mean, he definitely has the pedigree, but I'm just curious. I wonder if he's going to be able to maintain an in you know, over number one cornerbacks in the league, it's going to be very tough. And that's not good. You mentioned Victor Cruz and a patella injury, Mike, that's a devastating injury for any player, yep. and you can look statistically and historically back. Players just don't recover from those types of injuries. I mean,
1: Cadillac Williams no, and uh, no, no, there's a bunch of them, Scott. These, uh, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be very tough uh, for for him to recover. And uh, you know, even though uh, uh, Eli and uh, Tom Coughlin, they want to. Try to sugarcoat it like, well, you know, he's gonna be all right. No, no, this might be career-ending. I, I mean, that's brutally honest.
0: Terrible, terrible. Exact. Uh, let's get right to the game matchups. Uh, I want to get into it with you. Uh, Arizona and Oakland. We just uh, we look that. That's a matchup where if you have um, anybody playing against Arizona, really, I mean, it, it's you, you got to start them because they've been so bad. Uh, Against everything, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, receivers—I mean, just about everything—they they give up a shit ton.
2: No, they—they—they. They, 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 you're talking about the Cardinals, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Here's the thing with the Cardinals—they do give up a ton. They got these, you know, uh, uh, Rogers Kamari and, and Patrick Peterson, who are supposed to be two of the best young shutdown corners in the NFL. But those guys get burnt for a long touchdown each and every single week. They are get yeah. annihilated by quarterbacks and wide receivers this year. You expected more of a stout defense, but, yeah, this is a situation where you definitely get Andre Holmes in the lineup this week. I don't know if I'm starting MJD or Darren McFadden. No, those are two up guys right there. But you do got to like what you can get on the outside from Holmes this week. And if the game is a blowout, of course, you get the magic. You get those Cecil Shorts points. You know, Cecil Shorts is the king of garbage time production. Andre Holmes might challenge him for that this year.
0: Andre Holmes and James Jones, Mikey. On the other side of the ball – uh, on Arizona side. Andre Ellington's obviously a must start. Uh you look at Michael Floyd and Larry Fitz now at this point, uh you gotta get those guys into the lineup right. And, and anybody else you might you might consider on here, Mike?
1: Uh you know, you you would think that uh, everybody uh, fits perfectly, but uh you know when I you know I'm a I'm a gambling guy and I, I'm looking at over and unders and uh this has the uh one, two, three fourth uh the over and under is, a fifth, is the fourth is a lowest oh what is that no, 45 is it? 45 it's a very low over and under so uh that begs wow. to uh think that maybe uh arizona's defense might be a little bit better than we think cory you know i'm just
2: or maybe it's just a stigma of the uh the raiders <laughs> well, also that low over-under could dictate a game where you could see, you know what I mean, a lot of action from Andre Williams carrying the football this upcoming weekend against the Oakland Raiders defense that's been burnt up on the ground pretty much all season long. You know, some big – one of to put a big number against them. Ellison hasn't really got a chance to get it going yet, but this is definitely a week where he could get it going. Would you consider – I throw this out about the both of you guys. I don't know how much playing you guys do. Well, Scott, I know you play Mike. I don't know if you play – is anything got you either of you would consider maybe throwing in the lineup in the draft million king millionaire making this upcoming weekend? Yep. Yep.
1: Well and you know, I, I I love Michael Floyd in this game. I really do. Uh you know, once uh Carson Palmer, I mean he's back, it seems like he's pretty much healthy. So I see a lot of points coming from Arizona, but I just don't know if uh if the Raiders can put up put up enough points to uh get there and uh but I I like Michael Floyd and uh I, I, I like Holmes in this game a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think I would be targeting other games. Uh I don't I don't see anybody that, that really sticks out to me that I would that I would like to really use. Ellington yes. looks a little Ellington looks a little too pricey for me. You always want four to one on your money, right? So if you're if it's a six thousand dollar guy you need twenty four points Ellington is at 6500 so you're literally talking about a 28-point game to really justify that for me in a GPP. So I'm going to pass on Ellington this week, and I'll wait for his price to come back down. Yeah, I'll I'll wait for his price to come back down a little bit. Let's go to the next game, Baltimore at Atlanta. This is one that I want to zero in on, guys, because at home, if we can figure out which running back is going to carry and have the big day for Baltimore, we're fantasy gold this week, right? Because Atlanta is the worst by a long shot against the run, and they've allowed New Orleans, Cincinnati, Tampa, Minnesota, the Giants, and Chicago most recently to absolutely roll all over them. They allow 30.2 points per game, 27% higher than the average NFL team this year. So, four set, Pierce, Taliaferro. We saw Pierce get the carries last week, but after the game was kind of out of hand, What's the pecking order there, exec?
2: I'm looking at Justin Forsett as the man right now in, the, in, in in that running game in Baltimore. Not only has he come out and been impressive running between the tackles, getting all that good work, getting all those carries out there, got to also look at the fact of what he's doing in the passing game. Dare I say that this year, when we look back at fantasy football in 2012, when we look at all the disappointments, excuse me, 2012, wow, 2014, yeah. and we look at all the disappointments with the running back position, they're going to look at Justin Forsett as the guy who's going to finish the RB one in PPR leagues. Strong play this week. I, I'm all I'm all in on Forsett this week. Excellent play. And he looks like he's the man right now in Baltimore. That's still a messy RB situation because a lot of he owners have Lorenzo Talafaro on their bench after they spent three hundred dollars in Fab on him. But it looks right. like Justin Forsett is the man that's going to be that guy in Baltimore backfield this year.
0: Mike, he's definitely been the he's definitely been the guy that's kind of a dual threat. He's, it's nothing special about Forsett. we've kind of seen this out of out of him for a long time but uh he is what he is right and he's playing against a bad team so would you let's see his salary right now is 5600 on draftkings coming off a 14 carry game where he put up 111 yards against tampa and they said you know what have a seat have a seat we don't need you anymore so what do you think about he was on his way to a <laughs> he was on his way to a 200 yard day uh against uh, yeah. against tampa last week
1: you know, I got a funny feeling they're going to uh they're going to stay with uh, or not stay. They they're, they're going to go with uh, Bernard Pierce. I uh, I that's that's my take. Uh, I love uh Percet. I love the way he plays. Uh but the one thing about this game that you better watch out for is if Atlanta gets up and gets er, gets up early and quick because I mean, Atlanta on paper they they might not seem that good, but if they get up early, then that means Baltimore's going to be throwing the ball. I I really like – I like uh, I like Bernard Pierce versus uh, – yeah, I I do. I I really do.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Julio's obviously Steve Smith must starts. And then, uh, exec, everybody wants to know they're tired of starting Roddy White. I mean, if I've gotten more emails about Roddy than I think any individual (laughs) player this week, but the high-stakes players that I've spoke to, uh, one in particular, who I won't name on the air, told me, ride it with Roddy one more time. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Matter of fact, I'm working on the mailbag piece right now and go up on South Fantasy <laughs> Fantasy Football Toolbox tomorrow, and I led with the Roddy White situation because it is really buffed back for the fantasy owners. I'm talking about, we're talking about a player that, for years, 16 games, 100 catches, and I the God, not even a flex in the 12-team PPR right now. The past two weeks, Numbers have not been there. Only but caught, what, six passes in the past two weeks, a little, little over 60 yards. Not getting it done right now in the Falcons offensive line being terrible does not help. Got a chance to have a couple of back-and-forth emails with on um, Atlanta Journal-Constitution Falcons beat writer uh, Darryl Orlando Ledbetter this weekend. Once mm-hmm. again, we think it's maybe a situation where Roddy White could be masking the injury going down the stretch so far this season. So, you know Julio gets the targets. I don't want to sit right. White, I got a, a spot this week where I am playing him. I played him. Last, matter of fact, I played him over Eric Decker last night. That may end up being a mistake. Decker, in, you know, Decker ended up having a decent game, but we don't even know if can give you W's in the PP, White can give you double in the P. White can give you in the PPR right now. Very tough call. If you got somebody better, for example, last week, a common theme was, do I start Ronnie White and Muhammad Sanu? You saw what happened. I told everybody to start Sanu. Yeah. If you have that same scenario again this week, start start Muhammad Sanu. It's a lot of guys right now that you can start over, over Roddy White in twelve in a twelve team PPR, so you're not looking up, especially if he's asking the injury.
0: Mike, I just I just want to uh, yeah. bring up the comment that if if you're Roddy White and Matt Ryan, you're you're sitting there, you're hearing all the feedback and you're reading all the stories about how Roddy is done. You've heard all the commentary on the sports talk radio, and you, you're probably sick of it. And you would almost. Mm-hmm. This is the type of game where it would not surprise me for him to just zero in on Roddy. And if he, I mean, unless like unless unless Corey's right and he's injured and he just can't go, like Calvin was a decoy. I could easily see him getting seven, eight catches and a hundred a hundred yards. You know, I mean, that's the kind of game that we he could have this week.
1: Well, I could too. But uh, the bottom line is, you got to have trust right now, and uh, trust is in uh, Julio Jones and. Uh, you know, right now, uh, Roddy White, honestly, you just can't have trust in him, and uh, so I, I, those, I can't do it.
0: I know there's, I know there's a bunch of uh, Roddy White, who do I start questions, and we'll try to get to, to some of those after the show, um, through Twitter and Facebook for sure. The one other player I want to talk about in this game, exec, is Anton Smith. Uh, from a dining, dynasty perspective, I gotta tell you, I think. You need to be trading for this guy and giving up something significant like, I'm serious, like Trent Richardson. Uh, You know, something like that where it'll get somebody's attention and they'll say deal. Because the whole key for Atlanta, what I've heard, is they want to get this kid in open space. If they get this kid in open space, you can't take him down. He's a truck and he's barreling and you cannot arm tackle this kid, right? I mean, he's just such a beast a 41-yard touchdown, 74-yard touchdown, a 48-yard touchdown, and a 54 and a 38 in in six weeks. All they want to do is get him in open space, and they've been able to do that in every single week he produces. Is this a fluke, or is he like one of the most, you know, impactful fantasy players we've seen on a per-touch basis?
2: You know, the thing about it is, you know, if you, listen, the running back situations across fantasy football – Week in and week out, especially in 12-team leagues, have been disgusting. So if yeah. you're starting him, listen, I really can't blame you. Last week I thought I had a league where I thought like Gary Blunt and Bobby Rainey. I wish I had had Anton Smith, but you're talking about a guy that's had 23 touches and scored five touchdowns. That's just a face <laughs> that you cannot keep up. Eventually from, somebody's going to put a hat on this yeah, kid. Yeah, and
0: from distance,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and from distance, eventually somebody's going to put a hat on this kid, and they're going to be able to say, okay, wait a minute, this guy's in the game. Let's go ahead and give him some extra, some extra looks because. It can't happen. But you know what? It's been happening every single week. But what I find is more interesting, and I'll throw this question back at you two guys, what happened to the hero of August, Devonta Freeman, who raised up to as high as the seventh, eighth round in drafts? Steven Jackson's still playing, and it looks like if Steven Jackson does go down, this is going to be a time shift. You guys think Freeman is rosterable in 12-team league right now?
3: Mike?
0: Mike, you want to answer that? Or you want me?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Look, I'll, I'll just <clears> say <throat> this uh, while we wait for Mike and figure it out. He 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 he's stuck in a committee, right? And he's being outplayed yep. by Anton Smith. And at some point, I think the coaching staff they have to they have to give both Smith and Freeman more opportunities and and get, put Steven Jackson and Quiz back down on the depth chart. Yeah. Is he? He's worth yep. owning in our twenty-man rosters, right? But in most traditional leagues, he's not, right? Twenty-man rosters, you definitely have to roster him because you're waiting for that time when Jackson goes down. And look, you could say the same thing about probably, you know, for for those of you like me and and probably you exec and, and that, that went wide receiver yep. heavy in our drafts. Every one of my teams, I'm hanging on to like seven or eight of these Devonte Freeman types, you know, and I'm just like waiting. Yeah, yeah. Freeman, Hyde, Taliaferro, I mean, just anything I can that looks like it might produce with an injury, I'm hanging on to them because I've got four wide receivers every single week that I'm trotting out, and I'm just waiting for my RB2 to develop. Yeah,
1: and, and that's a, go uh, ahead, Mike. yeah, that's a perfect example. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there with uh, Kadim Carey. I mean, you know, I, I hope nothing right. happens to Matt Forte, but, uh, you know, that's another example of, uh, of of a guy that you want to just hang on to hang on to because you never know come week 10 11 12 man that could be gold mine
0: yeah yeah it's a it's a five-way mess when you talk about uh patrick demarco in atlanta too as a fullback getting lots of uh action it's just a mess uh and they've really got to clear it up and i and i love i mean if they can get uh, again anton smith they can get him carries he's very impossible impossible to pull that question right here from facebook i just want to answer this guy uh, exact. He's got a tough time to starting uh, between Russell Wilson or Austin Davis at quarterback.
2: What would you do this week? Easy. Well, <clears throat> I tell you what, that's a pretty tough call right there. But I think I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. Listen, you know what? <laughs> the thing about Wilson, and I like, and I like uh, Austin Davis a lot. I like the way he's playing, but I expect that team to kind of get back into the mix of things this week. I mean, you got two guys facing each other. Point total is kind of low in on this one, especially with Seattle going on the road. But just looking at the efficiency of Russell Wilson, this is a game where I think he could very well rush for 60, 70 yards, a rushing touchdown, and also throw for close to 200, maybe 250, and give you a passing touchdown. The St. Louis team has been shown to be susceptible on defense. I'm gonna try Wilson out there this week. A uh, Tough matchup for Austin Davis. You know I like the kid a lot, but he is not great fantasy. He's a better NFL quarterback than he is a fantasy quarterback. Can you will a Russell Wilson? Yes, you can. But he's not going to give you those big monster games. He's very efficient.
0: Well, while we're talking about Seattle, go ahead and comment on the Percy Harvin situation. Uh dealt away for pennies and uh get rid of a bad contract. It goes down as another loss, uh, as a as a Minnesota wide receiver that they've traded for. What do you think of what do you think what do you make of this? Anger management issues, not not fitting in, having a fight with Golden Tate before the Super Bowl. It looks just like it's all coming out now.
2: You know what? <clears throat> this guy may be the biggest fraud in professional sports, period, and I'm talking about Percy Harvin. He literally had the Minnesota Vikings thinking that he's had some kind of brain injury or some kind of brain disease with these migraines. They ran all kind of intricate tests on him, never had a headache again. He gets out of that situation. He gets to Seattle. What did he play in? The Super Bowl? That was it. Had a run back for a touchdown. I can really see this as probably a situation where more than likely they decided to cut their losses with this guy especially after a very eye-opening loss last weekend. so, And I wouldn't be surprised. This is speculation. I don't know nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if, that was, if this is Russell Wilson, the leader of that team, saying, you know what, get this guy out of here. We'll do what we got. We moving without him last year. We moving out without him again. And now Harvin goes to a situation where he goes to the New York Jets. He complained to Minnesota about Christian Ponder. He's going to complain about, you know, Smith, too. This is a guy that's probably going to be in the Jets for the rest of the season. The big cap number... But he's just a he's just a cancer in locker rooms, and he's gonna bounce around as far as fantasy production nothing really he's a gent now, but it does give an uptick to Javon curseson and Doug baldwin i mean Jermaine meany well, Corey, uh you know that's
1: pretty good statements, and uh you know if you don't mind me jumping in i i does that start with uh him or uh maybe Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's had problems in the past about controlling uh the locker room.
2: Well, I don't really know. I think he might, he might just be he's doing a good job now. I mean, that's a team that ran through the season last year. Good young team, good young staff, good young personnel. They make the right decisions. Cal been an excellent coach and his second stint in the NFL so far. So I don't want really to want to say he's so much of cattle. It's this guy Harmon seems like he's difficult to get along with, and yeah, that's not that's not the kind of character they want in that locker room out in Seattle.
1: Yeah.
0: Corey Parson, the executive, is with us from ScoutFantasy.com and SiriusXM Radio. Uh, Again, ScoutFantasy.com is the official sponsor of Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football. And look, buy one month. It'll get you three right now. It's a special limited offer for the rest of this week. If you've been looking to join and become a member of Scout for all of the content, not just on the fantasy side but you get all the NFL for your favorite NFL team, for your favorite college football team, college basketball, all the recruiting stuff, the outdoor mens, the hunting the fishing, everything, the military uh everything we they possibly have at Scout. Um, you can use the code REDBLUE3. Listeners of Red versus Blue use the code REDBLUE3 in the promo box and you'll get one you'll get 3 months for the price of one. So make sure you sign up for the 1 month option. And you'll get three months for the price. That'll take care of you for the entire season. You'll get all of the execs' member content. You'll get all of Dr. Roto, Liz Loza, the FF Girl, Pilar Loster, uh, all of the high-stakes pros, uh, Jim, the fantasy Taz, Jim Day, uh, and the list goes on and on at scoutfantasy.com. And also, uh, again, if you're playing daily at DraftKings or FanDuel or anywhere, you get Tommy G., and, and and exec, I don't think I have to tell you, but when you get Tommy G, you wanna you wanna listen to what he has to say. The kid makes money every single week. The man is a genius when it comes to uh, daily baseball and one of the best in football.
2: Yeah, definitely. And you know what I mean. You get all that good information, so you keep your you keep your dream alive as you try to chase down the million dollars each and every Sunday. So, oh um, you know, Tommy G is a guy like I said, definitely sign up a Scout Fantasy and and read all those great things. And then, like you said, you got Tom G. Give me that expert daily advice to help you try to, you know, line your pockets some way during the fantasy football season. Especially if you have a team that's one and five, two and four, struggle with injuries yeah. and legal hits and stuff like that and you're out of it. Yeah. You can still have fun on Sundays playing daily fantasy football.
0: That's right. You get red, red blue, three is the code. For seven ninety five you get one month of the price of three. And and one thing that I think goes underrated. On Sunday morning when we're all panicking and we're watching ESPN, we're resorting to watching ESPN Fantasy, right? I mean, absolutely ridiculous that we didn't (laughs) even do that. But that's what we're doing. We're we're listening for tidbits. And then all of a sudden they'll bring up a player that you're looking at and you're actually thinking about putting him into a lineup. And you're like, you listen to something that they say and you're like, oh, my God, i got to go back and i got to look. i got to take a second look. Don't do that. Don't do that. Turn the TV off. Go to a – stay in a quiet spot. And go to the message boards, the forums at Scout Fantasy, and stay on Twitter and, and get your updates for all the injuries. But go to Scout Fantasy and ask your questions. You get access to all the experts if you're a Scout Fantasy member. That's what I would do uh, if I were needing information. I think we always for years exactly took for granted, and Mike, that we had – I know yep. all these high-stakes players, and I could text them, and I could chat with them. And I said, we want to bring this to the masses, the the actual real pros in fantasy, the guys that are winning and at the top of the leaderboards everywhere. These are the guys you want to ask your questions to. So get them on the message boards, and they will help you on Sunday mornings uh, because their lineups are pretty much set. They're still working on their lineups too, but they're there to help you with your lineups too. Okay, let's, let's keep also, going. We've got know, a lot right of quick, content right to Right
2: quick, cover. Scott, yep. got, uh, my, on the, in the premium section, the member section, over on the scout fantasy message board, I had a uh, yep. little email Q&A with Bill Wisofsky, one of the top 50 players in the country, and he more or less yep. addresses these messes that running back all over the place, all these committees, all these injuries, all these. Love it. You don't know who to start each and every week. So me and Bill chat about that. That's posted right now on the scout fantasy premium message board. So nice. definitely getting in and get a part of that. Good good stuff, Corey. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, you want it. Billy, Billy's one of the top ranked players in the world, yep. uh, and that's the kind of stuff that you get. Okay, Green Bay at Carolina, very interesting. Uh, from a dynasty perspective, uh, Kelvin Benjamin is a guy that I want. And if I don't have him, what do I have to give up? I mean, literally, right below the tier of Julio, AJ Green, uh, you know, we're talking right below that Alshon Jeffrey tier is Kelvin Benjamin. You have to give up an absolute mint. I'll bet you right now that there's some players out there that would not trade Kelvin Benjamin for Calvin Johnson. That's just the way – that's that's how that's how high this
2: kid's value is. Now,
0: uh, what's the word? The concussion, uh, is that going to keep him out of this game or is he going to play, Zach?
2: Looks like they're trying to get him through the protocol. It looks like he has a good chance to play so far this week. But concussions are very tricky, so I would mind that situation all the way up to game time eleven forty five AM Eastern, meet chat and answer for that. Of course you got some of these insiders to get on Twitter a little bit early and get you that information. So it looks like Benjamin is going to play but he's progressing through the protocol. But we definitely when it comes to concussions gotta wait until okay. around noon on Sunday before we find out exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah.
0: And, and and I'm I'm talking about I think you would have to give up like a Randall Cobb uh to get a Kelvin Benjamin right now. That's the kind of that's the kind of guy you have to give up. Eddie Lacey's been a complete bust Except for that one good game that he had that one night, and then here's another here's a situation, Mike. I'm going to ask you: Devonte Adams or Roddy White? If you have both guys, do you have more faith in Aaron Rodgers just throwing to a, maybe a Devontae Adams with a with a play this week, or would you rather start Roddy White? What
1: would you do? Well, that's funny because uh, I I would uh, I would go with Roddy White as, as much as I was downgrading him about uh, you know ten minutes ago. I would go with Roddy White in that situation because. I do believe that Eddie Lacy is going to have a nice game, uh, and so that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to limit the uh, opportunities for uh, Devontae Adams. So
0: Devontae Adams had 62 offensive snaps last week, exact 78 percent of the offense he was out there. That's a pretty big number to be out there, 62 times with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think, Devontae Adams or Roddy White?
2: I would actually – I was, this is a situation where I would warm up Roddy White in my yearly league, my season-long league, because Roddy White is the number two target out there, even though things look bleak right now. While Adams has to get across the target monster, that is Jordy Nelson, not to mention the fact we still have Randall Carver and Lacy who are more primary targets than Adams. But i tell you one thing, Scott, and you're sitting there right there by the computer, so you can help me out with this one. I'm not right now. Yeah. If Devontae Adams scores two touchdowns, let's say Devontae Adams goes – Eight for one fifty with two touchdowns on Sunday, come on to see you on draftkings <laughs>
0: yeah he he he's thirty nine he's thirty nine hundred love the thirty nine hundred he's he's like, four times. he's like four dimes he's like four dimes so he'll be worth it if he gets sixteen he's worth it right so yep if he gets you, if he'll get you twenty five dude he's uh, he's on the millionaire maker he's on the millionaire maker, go. and that's a guy I absolutely love this week Devontae adams, another guy that uh, i i bet you will be highly used. Even though he's pretty pretty terrible, is Jonathan Stewart at thirty seven hundred? Green Bay allows a lot on the on the, on the ground. Uh, one of one of uh, one of the, I don't know, it's nine percent worse than the average. So uh, okay, that's an FF toolbox number for you right there. Uh, Jonathan Stewart against Green? Are they going to be able to have an opportunity to run? Because you would think that Green Bay is going to get out on them, and then it's going to be Cam Newton trying to save the day, throwing to Cottery and. And if if and and Olson and if he's out there,
2: Kelvin Benjamin. You know the funny thing about this was back in August we were talking about how downgraded Cam because he doesn't have no weapons. Right. It right. seems like Cam has the best yeah. up in his career right now. Greg Olson's yeah. an absolute stud. That guy is a beast. He comes through for fantasy owners each and every week. You know what you got with Kelvin Benjamin, young upcoming wide receiver in the NFL, and he's putting in good work right now. But I tell you what, those seventeen carries Cam got last week. That makes me very excited to be a Cam Newton owner in a couple leagues. So I think um, I'm, 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 I don't want to say I'm in love with the Carolina offense because it still is the Carolina offense. They really don't have the weapons, but they're all putting up good numbers every week. But as Cam Newton gets healthier and you see him can't lead the football more, he is the weapon. He's going to keep that team in games. He's going to have another big fantasy season. I'm telling you, Cam Newton is the guy that you want to buy on right now if you're in the league where you can make trades.
0: All right, let's move on to the Cincinnati Indianapolis game. We're running we got about twelve minutes left in the program. Uh the exec Corey Parson. As always, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent here on Red vs. Blue. Andrew Luck has been on the uh the number one team in the FFWC every single week of the year, and every week it's a new team uh at the top of the leaderboard. But Andrew Luck is the one consistent player. Uh you 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 were able to get him in the fifth, sixth round and he has been the best quarterback in the in the uh in the FFWC scoring. Uh, having said that, TY Hilton an absolute beast last week. Could he do that again against Cincinnati? $7,000 on DraftKings. Obviously, a must start in all your redrafts. Muhammad Sanu the same thing. Reggie Wayne kind of gets a little teetering now. You now you start to feel out, okay, would I rather start Reggie Wayne or or put in maybe You know, somebody like a Cecil Shorts because Reggie's just – Andrew Luck spreads it around so much, right? He spreads it around to Dwayne Allen, Kobe Fleener, P.Y. Hilton. Uh, Bradshaw catches uh, his touchdowns now out of the backfield, which is is surprising enough. So Luck spreads it around. I would have more faith in Reggie Wayne, of course, uh, in that situation. And then you have Jeremy Hill. You obviously are starting Giovanni Bernard, but maybe you're even starting Jeremy Hill because – Huh. This guy's a pounder. What, what do you think about Jeremy Hill uh, with at DraftKings? 4300 bucks? He just doesn't get enough carries in my case.
2: Yeah, it's not a guy I'm going to want in the daily game this week, Jeremy Hill. Not really an a option that I'll be looking at. I think from this – and don't be me wrong, in the long leads, Jeremy Hill is a flex. I can see the game. I'm not sure, but I think this game does have a high point total on this one. And these are two teams yeah. that are going to be playing deep in the season in the AFC. So you want to see these guys come out there and kind of send a message toward each other. But as far as this game goes, I really think one of the real interesting things is, and you spoke about it and you hit on it earlier, is the way Andrew Lux distributes the foot, to distribute the football. T.Y. Hilton is the number one target. He is do- he not he doesn't dominate, but he does get the most targets in that offense. Wayne and Bradshaw and Allen, they come behind him. Allen's excellent target in the red zone, but Hakeem Nix, if you Michael, well, go don't Hakeem Mix should be on the waiver wire. I don't know what the hell is wrong with that guy. He's twenty six yeah, years old. Yeah. He is 26 yeah. years old, Akeem Nick. That's crazy. And he looks like he runs like Willie really Ropes. So um, that's the only guy that you really can't start. This is a game where I see good fantasy numbers for everybody involved, especially Mohammed Sanu. So good offensive game, good fantasy-friendly game. So I definitely will look at some options. But as far as uh, taking a gamble on the millionaire maker, uh, I think the only guy you really can play in this one really is Andrew Luck.
0: Maybe a Dwayne Allen, Mike, 3,700, or even a Kobe Fleener at 3,000. I want more snaps out of my tight end than Kobe Fleener at 3,000. Yeah, Dwayne Allen, 88%.
1: Uh, you know, this game reminds me of uh, when the Bengals played uh, New England on the road early in the year uh, when they stomped them pretty bad. Uh, you know, I just see a bunch of uh, dick and duck with uh, Gio Bernard, and uh, I think Jeremy Hill is a pickup. I mean, you know, I gotta disagree with uh, Corey. I, I really think Jeremy Jeremy Hill is a definite pickup uh, for his price, because I see a lot of dink uh, and dunk with uh, with uh, Gio Bernard, uh, and you know, I I, I think uh, Cincinnati is going to uh, have some fun just kind of doing some little things. That's going to keep Indy off balance, and uh, I don't know who's going to uh, produce from Indy other than Andrew Luck going to be little by little, but uh, I don't know. I'll just I, – I like Jeremy Hill in this game.
0: It's a plus matchup also for the tight ends in Cincinnati. And, look, after watching Muhammad Sanu, he's not going to sneak up on you now. And with Vontae Davis, he is no. healthy, by the way. And, and I really respect Vontae Davis's game as an Indianapolis Colt. I think he can shut down Muhammad Sanu. Then what? What are you talking about then? Brandon Tate catching the ball? You know Geo's going to get it, just like Mike said. I, I, I There's some validity to that. He's going to get a lot of dink and dunks. But maybe Jermaine Gresham, you know, look, he's a a terrible waste of talent at at this point in his career. But the situation, and you're going to have to score points to keep up with Andrew Luck. I don't care how good that defense is in Cincinnati. You're going to have to score points. So you're going to be throwing the ball in that second half. Jermaine Gresham might be the guy that's a beneficiary. And for three dimes, three dimes in DraftKings, maybe he's the guy. I mean, look, a touchdown is all you really need to make it worth it.
2: Yeah, but it's very risky because that guy is yep. extremely. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's a he's an underachiever. You know what I mean? But I tell you what, yes. especially the, the speculative the speculative ask is Tyler. Tyler, Eifert, be back in about a month. He could be a yeah. player that exceeds down the stretch, especially yep. the, with the with the AJ Green in this toe.
0: Seven minutes to go on the program, fellas. So we're uh, we are running out of time. But uh, look, it's, um, it is it is the millionaire maker contest. You got to take a shot and and ninety nine percent of the snaps. Jermaine Gresham is out there. I kind of like that. Uh, okay, Excellent. Cleveland at Jacksonville. Ben Tate has been the story, man. This guy looks absolutely incredible. Has a great plus matchup against Jacksonville. 5,300 dimes uh, or five dimes on uh, Ben Tate. 5,300 bucks. Needs about twenty twenty-five 25-point game to really make it worth it. Little expensive. Jordan Cameron at forty six hundred, obviously, is a consideration. Isaiah Crowell, man, I didn't really know he was going to be this good. When I watch him, he passes such an eye test for me. Mike, have you have you seen how good this yeah. kid looks?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I drafted him uh, in the rookie draft, and uh, you know, I, I really felt good about this kid. And uh, yeah, he's solid. I mean, he's really solid.
0: And they're really trying to get him about 11 carries a game regardless of who else is in the game. But, look, uh, Ben Tate is notorious for going out of games early, exec. And so if yes. you decided to put take Ben Tate out and just go ahead and put a lineup in there with Crowell, he'll be very low-owned at four times. And, uh, you know, he could have a huge game against Jacksonville if Ben Tate goes out with injury, which is, which is not uncommon.
2: Yeah, but then we don't have a crystal ball, and we really can't predict injury. Now, don't get me wrong. I will tell you Ben Tate will miss time right. at some point again this season. But that he's going to exit this game. That's, that's the kind of risk, like you said, that you have to take for the millionaire maker. But even with his price tag in the millionaire maker, I'm starting Ben Tate. That team wants to run the football, and Ben Tate yeah. has ran the ball excellent. This guy is a RB1 for fantasy, Ben Tate, this year. As long as he's on the field, he's an RB1. Excellent of this weekend. This guy carried the ball 25 times. He might run for 200 against Jacksonville.
0: Allen Robinson on the other side of the yep. ball, uh, with Marquise Lee uh, getting back into action. There's only ten other wide receivers, according to our expert Rusty Reeves, with more targets than Allen Robinson the past four weeks. Thirty-seven targets. He has the same number of targets as Alshon and Dez. He's he, he could be nearing a breakout. So let's let's keep our eye on Allen Robinson. If you're getting that many targets, well, not to mention the reason you're behind in the game. But he is preferred. He's out there 91% of the snaps compared to 79% for Shorts, 64% for Hearns. Hearns has fallen down. Marquise Lee is picking those snaps up, 21% of the snaps. That's going to continue to rise as they get Marquise Lee more integrated into the offense. But, again, everything else is pretty much a risk. Miami-Chicago is a game that everybody will be targeting at DraftKings. You've got a lot of storylines there. You have, my, you have Lamar Miller that will probably be very heavily owned at 5,300 because he's going to carry the load. There's not a lot of other guys there. And then revenge factor. Is there any revenge factor here for Brandon Marshall? I mean, playing for Miami and they kind of, you know, move on from him? I mean, it, the, I don't know. Marshall, we've been waiting on that big game. Maybe this is it.
1: I think he's over it. I I, I think he's over uh, Chicago. Uh, he's enjoying playing for Miami. And, uh, you know, this, this is a big game well, for Miami.
0: You got that one reversed. He's he's over Miami. He's playing well for Chicago. Yeah. I caught that. Exactly. what do you think, bud?
2: No, I I, I like this game. This is a game, like you said, they're going to have a lot, of, a lot of guys being on in this game right here also. This is a situation where it sets up pretty nice. I uh, am a, a believer in the revenge game theory, and I do think Marshall wants to go out there and put up big numbers. Like you said, he hasn't had that big game. So far, yet this season in Miami is acceptable to give him points up to wide receivers. So I do like Brandon Marshall. I like I like everybody in this game this week. It's about finding yeah. talking millionaire makers about finding that right price and that right price yeah. might be whatever Matt Forte is. It could be Ryan. Yeah.
0: It could, it could yeah. be Ryan Tannehill, Mike Wallace, and uh, you know just stack them up. You could stack up a Bears yeah. team. You could stack up a Dolphins team in this game. That's the kind of thing that I would like to see. Clay is still not healthy, obviously, because he was a tight end one last year. And he doesn't he's barely a tight end too at this point, uh, with his knee. So let's see if he let's let him get healthy. I would not be surprised if Mike Wallace has a huge game. Matt Forte, he's been thirty pointing in it and thirty burgers the last yeah. couple of weeks, but he's too expensive he's at ninety four hundred bucks. You can't you know you can't spend ninety four hundred well, bucks on him. You just can't.
1: Well, I I know Scott, but I'm a i mean, he's producing every week and it's it's tough not to. I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta find your spot to where you wanna uh you know, where is my running back, and uh, how much do I want to spend? And you got to go after a big money back, and uh,
2: this might be the spot.
0: Exactly. Are you going to have any Forte teams at
2: ninety four hundred bones? Nah, if I, if I, I played Mark Money before I played Forte. Yeah. All right,
0: guys. Look, we're going to have to have another red versus blue show maybe this weekend, or I'm going to have to do something because we only got through about half of the games, if that. There's so much to talk about. Exec, thank you for coming on Red vs. Blue, my man. Keep pounding out the great content at Scout Fantasy, and we love hearing you in the mornings with Nando, dude. Great job over there.
2: Thanks a lot. The Fun, the fun house is rolling, having a good time doing that, that part of the program. So definitely looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Scott. Everybody good luck this weekend. the time to climb to the top of the leaderboard.
0: And Thanks, you can Corey, the bro. exec on Wednesday nights, the takeover, at 8 o'clock Eastern. Make sure you check it out on FF Toolbox Radio. That's all the time for tonight. Crew in the chat room, thank you. FFWC Jason Kahn going for the repeat, trying to unify the belts at the FFWC.
3: You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.